For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, everybody? My name is David E.J. Berger. You can find me at Carl Jr. on Twitter. And welcome to Training Camp Dialed In. I'll be featuring phone calls with NFL writers and reporters from the actual sidelines of camp, getting their first-hand accounts of the action from a fantasy perspective. This is the place to be all month long, so you need to subscribe to the Fantasy Authority feed, the exclusive home of the super short-run, super niche, and super essential podcast for the month of August. And we are back. We are back. The goal of this podcast and all that prep and research you're doing this month before your draft is to put you in a position to win some titles. That's what we want. We want the hardware. We want the cash prizes. We want the rings. We want the mugs. My leagues, I, I, I do a mug. Got a couple mugs up in the little bar area myself. Well, to do that this year, you might need a couple players on this team that knows a little something about winning titles in real life football and whose head coach could care less about the fate kind that's right i'm talking about the new england patriots i dialed up chris mason he's the patriots beat writer for mass live news you can find him at by chris mason on twitter and he's about to deliver the definitive guide to the 2022 new england patriots ramondre heads buckle up here we go what are we waiting for let's bring him on ladies and gentlemen Chris Mason. How's it going, man? Hey, Chris. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for, for talking with me once again. Yeah, sure thing. Let's hop right in here. The Pats are a team that features some sleepers that savvy drafters have been getting all summer long on their underdog best ball drafts in various formats. And it's an offense that looks to build upon a pretty strong year in 2021 as they finished sixth in total points scored. They did this at a pretty efficient pace as they finished 15th in total yards and 21st in total plays. And I think the defense chipped in on some of that year end total points scored. But still, I think this offense surprised people last year, especially through the air, where they finished middle of the pack in both yards and touchdowns. And then the run game, which saw the Patriots running backs hit Pater 24 times for second in the league. Uh, but this is a new year. Josh McDaniels is gone. Someone, seemingly TBD, someone's going to call the plays. And there's been a lot of talk of uh, letting Mac Jones cook a bit, as people say, uh, more attempts coming his way. From what you've seen at Herding Camp, how is this offense as a whole going to work in 2022? Are, are we going to see that more pass volume coming our way? Well, yeah, they've been trying to shift thus far to a Shanahan-style offense. They've tried to put more of those concepts in with the zone runs and the boots, which I think makes sense given Mac's skill set, where, you know, he did a lot of that stuff at Alabama. But he's more athletic than like he lets on, you know, there's the the like national championship picture of him with the cigar is the one that's always going super viral, but he's more athletic than that picture would have you uh, <laughs> imagine. So I think it does make sense. I also think Patricia is going to be the one calling plays eventually when they get there. But that's a that's another mystery that's uh, still unfolding, I suppose. There's a, a touchy presser. Uh, I heard a clip. Uh, I heard a clip. You're gonna have to be more specific. <laughs> there been a few. 
Uh, true, true. Uh, <laughs> it's, I think he was saying it was developing or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So it sounds like the past will be a little bit more valued than years past. And, you know, Mac Jones, uh, let's dive a little bit more into him here. He's a guy that I think a lot of deep, broken brain fantasy nerds have talked themselves into uh, off his 3,800 yard, 22 touchdown and 13 interception rookie season. And I think it's because he's hashtag good at the game. But I think a lot of the casual drafters it's going to be a minute before they get on board with mac even in super flex format you're there in camp though you know you've mentioned him a little bit already and what you've seen overall how has mac looked and uh, what's a realistic expectation for him in year two the offenses look really janky thus far as they've tried to make this transition to some new schemes which you expect the growing pains but the question is how long are the growing pains going to last because at this point in camp, I thought it would be looking a little smoother than it has. They have joint practices with the Panthers coming up this week that I think will be really telling in terms of like, okay, can they start putting this together? And it feels like there's a lot of, it's mental mistakes that can be overcome, but need to be where it feels like on almost every single play, there's just one guy who does the wrong thing. When that happens, the entire play breaks down, right? It's all about getting the 11 guys on the same page. So I think that will come with time, but I'm kind of surprised that it hasn't happened yet. That's not great for your quarterback when uh, one guy is out of sync. It's going to sink Mac a little bit. Yeah, he's looked more frustrated this summer than last summer. There's more plays where he's just holding the ball, holding the ball, like trying to scramble, throwing to no one, just throwing it away. It, it is not as streamlined as it was last summer, which is surprising, right? Because when you have a rookie quarterback, you expect the jankiness. But I think the new system that's being installed is definitely taking some time. Well, we're going to want to keep tabs on this uh, install. We definitely don't want a janky, a janky offense in our lineups. Uh, but if we right. are talking quarterback, I'm making some time to talk about my guy, Bailey Zappi. I, I was on the Zappi train all last college football season. Uh, my Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, I became a lifelong <laughs> fan last year. They let Zappi throw 32 times in his first action with this team in preseason. So I, I that caught my eye a little bit. You've mentioned the offense as a whole has been a little bit janky. But what about Zappi? How has Zappi looked? And, you know, what, what are the plans there with Zappi? I thought Zappi was a guy that might have appeal as a quarterback on a team with a real need. Mac is... Obviously, franchise guy, but what can you tell us about Mr. Zappi? Thus far, he's looked like a fourth round rookie, right? Where there's some throws he makes where you're like, wow, like that. He like winged that to the end zone. Like he has probably has a stronger arm than Mac at this point, and he throws some darts. But the touch has a way to go where he'll throw that like 50 yard, 50 yard bomb with like the same speed as like a five yard slant. And it's like, okay, maybe take a little off here. So the raw stuff is there. He just kind of needs to refine it a little. Long term, I think they, they'll see him as Max backup eventually. You know, Brian Hoyer's what, 37 or so. So I think that's the plan for him and the rest of that contract. The like mid-round quarterback seems to be Belichick's new like kind of go-to as a backup where Jared Stidham was third, fourth round. Jimmy was second rounder, but he was very late second round when he was backing Brady up. So I think Bill just kind of likes that as the as the range for the like long-term backup just take a shot on a guy who uh, as opposed to signing in a, a veteran and you know giving chase daniel uh, his 10th contract with the right. team <laughs> okay well um where we do expect some pop is in this run game and i, I think that obviously after last year where they had so much uh, success. But we do need some help here. Damian Harris, he had 15 touchdowns last season in a very Patriots running back role. Garrett Blunt had 18 the one year. Even Jonas Gray mm -hmm. chipped in four in, in one, one game. And I'm not taking anything away from Damian Harris, who I think is a very solid running back. Drafters are excited. The, the Ramondre Stevenson hype train, it's left the station. 
Chris. They're salivating at the potential pass catching role and the upside if he takes over that true RB1 role. And uh, there's also guys like Pierre Strong who gets a lot of buzz in uh, the, the dynasty streets. JJ Taylor is still around. You know, what have you seen from this room so far and, and how do you see it playing out? Uh, I'm buying all the Ramondre stock that I can get my hands on. I think that there's a good chance that he becomes RB1 in general by the end of the year. But today was actually, this morning of practice was the first time we saw them go into two-minute drill and really start working that. I was really curious to see who was going to be in the James White role because obviously he retired last week and so you need someone to step in. You know, is it going to be J.J. Taylor? Is it going to be someone like Ty Montgomery? Nope, it was Ramondre. He was the one that was in that pass-catching back role. So, I mean, if he does that in addition to early down stuff, I think he's going to be a very good pickup that hype train (laughs) (laughs) no i mean great this is why we're here uh you know we suspected he might get that role and to get the confirmation is absolutely fantastic chris the buzz from the coaches on harris i assume he's getting the reps with the ones any sort of odd talk or straightforward talk with harris so far he's been like just very consistently him you know he has still been with the ones and as you said you know 15 touchdowns last year he's a productive back belichick is definitely very high on him like behind the scenes too and just listening to talk about Damien's leadership, like what he provides, the example he sets, like he really likes the guy. So I don't think he's going to pull the carpet out from under him, but it's also Belichick. He's going to play the best player. So I think those two are going to be a two headed monster. And I think Damien's going to get first reps. So I think he'll still be productive. And what about Pierre Strong? Is he the the darling that a lot of, you know, the deep dynasty sharps, they, they want to, um, you know, be like, oh, and also, you know, the the conventional wisdom of draft the latest Patriots running back on the board and he would certainly fall under that category right we haven't seen a ton of him thus far just because he was hurt at the start of camp like he's been limited a lot where he got like really the first a lot of the first competitive reps in that preseason game on Thursday night and that was with the like third ish string offensive line so it's kind of hard to like gauge where he's at right now just because we haven't seen him enough but as you said, the conventional wisdom with the late like round Patriots running back is like, yeah, doesn't doesn't hurt to have that guy, right? Absolutely. All right. Well, it sounds like uh, we're leaving the door open for Pierre to maybe make some waves. We're keeping tabs in that. We're following Chris uh, to keep getting updates on that situation. Okay. Well, the wide receiver room is maybe even more mysterious for drafters here in New England. Jacoby Myers seems to be the safest bet to get the most targets here, but he famously doesn't score touchdowns. Uh, he actually did have two touchdowns last year, but uh, <laughs> fantasy gamers would believe the guy's never walked into the end zone. Kendrick Bourne played a true better and best ball role last year with a handful of pop games, uh, not reliable week to week. Nelson Aguilar is still around, but whispers are he might get traded. In comes veteran Devontae Parker, who really wore drafters out in Miami. And rookie Tyquan Thornton uh, seems like he's got some speed and a chance to develop with Mac. I'm on the clock in a rookie draft right now, so some, some positive Thornton hype might tip me a certain way here, Chris. Nope. <laughs> Pressure, but uh, how have the wide receivers looked, and um, and how are we seeing this play out for us uh, and our lineups? So Myers still looks like the sturdiest player there, where you know he seems like somebody you can just pencil in for like 70, 80 catches. He's a like a possession receiver that still very much looks like that guy. But beyond that, I think everyone around here was kind of expecting Kendrick Bourne to take another step forward this year, right? Year two in the system. Looked really good at the end of the year, even in the wild card game at Buffalo, where nobody looked good. He was pretty good. But he's had a very quiet summer thus far where he kind of has disappeared in team periods. He hasn't been a huge factor. I mean, thus far in camp, Aguilar has probably been their second best receiver behind Myers, which is a surprise. But 
also lends me to believe that they might not be so quick to part with him. I yeah, I think uh, that's a very interesting nugget there uh, that those rumors uh, might be a little um, overblown. Yeah, what about the Speedy Thornton? I've been impressed by like, obviously he's a four two eight guy, right? You know he's going to be ridiculously fast. That's what you expect. But his, I thought he was going to be a little more raw than he is. His route running has been better on intermediate stuff. Um, even his touchdown catch on Thursday night was like, okay, like you're not just a straight ahead guy. But having said that, I don't think they'll throw him into the fire right away. I think that's a veteran depth chart that he's going to have to climb. So I wouldn't expect a ton of early production from him just the based pa- on the way they've done things in the past. Yeah, the Patriots way, huh? Right. <laughs> earn your stripes, kid. <laughs> yeah, earn your stripes. Let's uh, round to the finish here in the uh, tight end room. From a real-life football and potentially a fantasy standpoint, the Patriots tight end room is certainly stacked. Hunter Henry turned his 75 targets into 50 catches and nine touchdowns last season. And uh, when you're struggling week to week at the tight end position, uh, that is gold. Uh, John o. Smith, you know, we've seen have success in the past. Devin Asiasi is a guy I know deep dynasty degens were interested in once upon a time. Time. You know, will these guys with this new install that we, we've heard about a little bit, you know, will will the tight end still be very much involved in this offense? And and what should we expect from Hunter Henry? I know I personally think he goes later than later than he should in drafts. I, I feel like he's a guy that has seemingly has a connection with Mac Jones. Uh, and I don't expect that to, to go away. I certainly don't expect the 75 targets to, to go down, but maybe I'm wrong here, uh, Chris. No, if anything, I think the tight ends could be more involved in this new scheme where we've seen a lot of two tight end sets just out of the gate. And I think some of that is they want to get Johnny Smith going, right? Where they signed under this huge contract. First year isn't what you expected. But I think Henry is going to have a big year. Or he every, Everything's lining up that way where like what they're doing is a more tight end friendly scheme, you know, where you're just trying to own the middle of the field. He's kind of Max Binky in the red zone, you know, when he's like, where, where am I going? Where am I? Uh, hunter, 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 like every time. And if he's even more to rattled this year with some of the scheme changes and, you know, I think he's Hunter's his guy. I think he's going to keep looking to him in those situations. So I think he'd be a really good pickup. And then I, I just wouldn't expect anything from Asiasi or Dalton Keene at this point, who people tend to just forget is on the roster because he's never healthy. But I think uh, I think Hunter is primed for a big year. And uh, OK, so you mentioned Hunter is his binky. What about any other guys that Mac? Is there any other guys out there that Mac just kind of he tends to have a natural connection with? Is like, OK, I'm going to lean on this guy. I think it was Myers in the middle of the field and then um, Henry in the red zone. I think that's kind of the way it broke down last year. And I was really interested to see what it would be like if James White played this year, because he was that guy for Brady forever, right? Where like, in addition to Edelman, it was like, okay, like worst case, I'm flipping it to White in the flat and he's going to, you know, have 14 catches in the Super Bowl or whatever it is. I don't know if that's going to be Ramondre now. I don't know how comfortable Mac is with Ramondre. So I don't know where he'll go beyond that. But I think the first two are, um, yeah, Myers in the middle of the field, Henry in the red zone. All right, Chris, uh, I have one last question, uh, but it's a bit of a toughie. Uh, I'm going to make you put yourself out there. What's uh, your boldest prediction for the Patriots offense for fantasy in 2022? See, I think I gave it to you already. It's that Ramondre is going to be RB1 by the end of the year. Like, I think he he's just going to take that role over down the stretch. And I guess that's not that bold as the hype train has continued to leave the station. But yeah, I think it's that's going to be his gig by the end of the year. Uh, absolutely love it. I, I'm in on the ground floor of uh, the Ramondre stock. So this is uh, music to my ears. Chris, you've said it all on this Patriots offense. Where can people uh, find all your stuff? 
Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at by Chris Mason, and then everything else is just on MassLive.com. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for speaking with me uh, once again, and uh, have a great season. Thank you. It's always fun. Ramondre season. Let's M F N go. You are not dialed in. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.